0: The NBA has implemented a take-foul rule that I think is not just great for the NBA and basketball in general. It's fantastic for the Sacramento Kings, who watched an educational video on the rule changes at training camp today. You'll hear from De'Aaron Fox and DeMonta Sabonis on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked
1: on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast
0: Network, your team every day.
1: And now... Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time,
0: time for another episode
1: of Locked on Kings.
0: Hello and welcome to Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. My name is Matt George and I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports producer and reporter at ABC 10 News. I was at day three of training camp today, although I got to tell you, was not the most exciting of days from a media perspective. Now, I'm sure the Kings had a very active and fun practice. We didn't get to witness any of it. By the time the media was let into the training facility, we saw the entire Sacramento Kings team as well as the staff and other team officials standing or rather sitting in the far corner watching a video watching. And for those of you who went to school the same way I did, it looked like a bunch of kids uh, sat around like an old fashioned TV watching like Bill Nye, the science guy, or reading Rainbow uh, in in class. That's what it it was just like a classroom learning session that we got to be a little bit privy to. Um, So other than that, no individual work that we saw after that. They they finished that video and they left. We did get to speak with uh, De'Aaron Fox, And DeMontis, Sabonis, I'm going to be playing that audio for you here in just a second. You're going to hear the full uh, press conferences or media scrums for both of them. All the questions, all the uh, answers, I didn't cut anything out. Uh, And then after that, instead of before that, after that, I figured we'd talk a little bit about the rule changes, about this new um, take foul rule. Uh, that the NBA has implemented, which I think is just fantastic for the game and maybe fantastic for the Sacramento Kings specifically, although maybe defensively it could hurt the Sacramento Kings uh, as well. So we'll have to, to talk about that and discuss that. But after you hear from the two stars of the Kings, De'Aaron and DeMontis.
2: So you... You've been around here for a little while. How is this training camp so far different than than what it was in years past? Uh,
3: right now, it's it's been a lot of defense. Um, good amount of five on 0 Obviously, we've been competing and getting them down the court a lot, but uh, it's been a lot of uh, it's been a lot of attention to detail, especially on the defense. Men.
2: Talking with the guys yesterday, you're talking about how there's just a happier mood around the team than, than in years past. Are you noticing that too?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, it's it's very it's very different, entirely different coaching staff. Uh, a lot of new faces um, on the court, so. It's definitely, it's definitely been uh, very different.
0: Do you, have an, Darren, do you have an opinion on the take foul rule that you guys were going over, especially as a fast break player like yourself?
3: Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's good. Uh, obviously, people are going to try to disguise it and you know go for the ball and things like that. So, um, it, it's really whatever to me.
2: Darren, you've been here a long time. Just how does this season feel different, and how? What do you want to have go right for you this season, where you know a lot of things spun out quickly last year?
3: Um, I mean for us it's really just competing from the from the opening tip of the first game um, until the last game right? if that's in the playoffs or or not so um, You know a lot of teams have have ups and downs, but whenever you're down, you know, you can't You know have guys go separate ways um, and be splitting off and I think every coach every player in the league will tell you that so um, And y'all could probably guess who that was Um but yeah, it's it's really just just coming together early and uh, and staying together through through all the the goods and bads.
2: Does it feel like Mike is sort of a reset button for you and the rest of
3: this team? Yeah, definitely, um, you know, obviously I've been a part of the organization. But like I said, this is an entirely different team from you know any of the past five that I've had.
1: What stood out to you, just your own takeaways that, that maybe uh, have been amusing to you just in these first
3: few days? Uh, for me, it's really just kind of how slow you know we kind of start. Um, because they want to give us everything. Um, like I said, they're they're very attentive to every little thing. So, you know, most practices kind of start off slow so they can teach, and then you know it'll start to ramp up to where you don't have to slow down throughout the rest of the day.
1: And when you look at just how training camp has been, in your, I think your six here now, right? Um, it, it, when you come into a camp, how long does it usually take for you to find the characteristics of, of a certain
3: team? Um, I definitely think it, it, it takes a while, but I think for us, like we've we've said before that we've had a lot of guys here for. You know mostly over a month or close to a month so uh, we've kind of started to um, try to find ourselves and try to find that identity already you
1: talked about working on your off ball game a lot how much do you feel like you've grown in that aspect
3: i think i've grown tremendously um like i said since since we hired luke that was one of the things i mean he came and it's like obviously you're gonna have the ball in your hand a lot but um you know to truly be a better player uh, you have to be able to shoot the ball and, and work off the ball and um those are things that, you know, we, we hit the ground running starting in, I think, like, June. Um, so it's, it's, it's been a lot, and it's definitely uh, different from anything I've done before, and I've said that before, but uh, to truly be taught that I think is, is very different.
2: How Accountability. is your relationship with Delmas uh, sort of developing both on the court and off
3: the court? Uh, it's definitely grown. Um, obviously, he's been here for, what, maybe eight months. Um, but he, he's someone who's, one, easy to get along, with, easy to get to know, and... Um, on, on and off the court. I mean, he's a willing passer, he's, he wants to get you open, so it's easy to play with somebody like that. Does it,
1: does it take an adjustment to play with someone like that if, you don't, if you're not used to playing with a big man who's so in charge of distributing
3: the yeah, ball? Yeah, it, it's definitely different. Um, I mean, we all know that he can pass the ball, but we, we all know that he can score the ball as well, and I, and I had never played with a big who you can really just play through like that. So uh, it's definitely an adjustment period, but um, he makes the game easier for everybody.
1: Yeah. What's your thoughts on uh, Kevin Herter? He's been playing with you. since been seeing him on the circuit, you know, practically all your basketball life. But what's yeah. you like playing
3: with him? Like uh, I think Kevin has a lot more game than people give him credit for. Obviously, um, that serious, the Philly serious. You know, you kind of saw what he can do off the dribble, but you know, most, most people think he's just a catch-and-shoot type of guy. But he's, he's able to do a lot of things. And then he's 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, he's a lot bigger than people think as well. I didn't know he was that big. Um, even playing against him, but uh, he 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 does a lot of things off the court. Whether yeah. if he can you know handle the ball, do pick and roll, you know catch and shoot, or, or just play off of closeouts, he 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 can do a lot of things offensively.
1: What is his attitude is like, his personality is like—he's really laid back.
3: And yeah, yeah, super confident. super laid back, super laid back. But I mean, once he steps on the floor, he's he's ready to go.
1: I know there's so much of yes. focus on what you guys are doing right now. But do you allow yourself to maybe it happened earlier? December, but do you allow yourself to kind of look at the way the league has evolved, different teams have maybe added or subtracted, and where they kind of stand around you guys?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, those are things that you uh, that you pay attention to, but for us, I think we, we definitely control our own destiny. Accountability
4: sure. is a word guys. that's come up a lot here the last couple of years. What um, I don't know, what, what do you think it takes to, to achieve good accountability, and, and what signs might you be seeing?
3: Uh, I mean, for, for one, it's you can't be afraid to say something, and uh, for one, Mike is going to say, something about everything Um, if it's small he's gonna say something if it's big he's gonna say something and uh, I think that's one thing that you know good teams want and they need um, because little things start to add up and we've talked about that for years mixed boxed out uh, a a slightly missed defensive assignment that can just break down an entire possession Um, if he sees something he's gonna say it, and and that's good Um, but also when we're playing, he's going to say it, but not to the fact, not to the point where it's going to slow us down for a minute or two and guys start getting stiff. So he's going to say it, get what he has to say out, and then we keep going.
1: Is it a tough adjustment for you being someone that's such a playmaker, getting used to tendencies and spots that everybody likes it at with such a new group?
5: Uh, yeah, you just got to, uh, the more you play with the with, with the guys, you got to learn uh, wh- where they like the ball uh, and what areas and stuff like that. But uh, with the new system coaches are putting in, uh, we're still all just trying to find uh, our, our spots.
2: How was how it? Going through your first camp here in Sacramento.
5: Uh, going great. Going great. Weather's awesome. Um, coaches are, are are doing a great job. Uh, guys are full, full of energy, so uh, it's great.
2: Does it because you came in the middle of the season last year? Does this feel like a, a fresh start, like a complete reset, especially with the new coaching staff? Oh uh, yeah,
5: of course. Uh, it feels. Uh, I, I would say it feels completely different. Like a, a lot of new faces. It feels like it's a whole new team, just the same facility. What do
2: you think you're excited for
3: most?
2: Um, being able to spend the full season. Know
5: new coaches, like uh, it's definitely easier, you know, uh, to play once you uh, get to know your players more and more. And um, the more games we have, the more practices um, going through a training camp is going to help us a lot. How is
2: your relationship with De'Aaron, both on and off the court, sort of developing that
5: chemistry? Uh, it's great. It's great. Both of us uh, are trying to do what's best for the team. You know, um, we're uh, in training camp. You know, every, everyone's just trying to learn everything uh, the coaches want us to do, and uh, hopefully. It's, this, this afternoon practice, uh, we get to play uh, up and down a bit, so it's going to be a bit more fun on, on our talked, side. I'm
4: sorry, he's talked about uh, learning to play off the ball more, yeah. um, I imagine, you know, moving with you. Yeah. And, and, and what are you seeing from him in, in that way, and is that is you guys developing?
5: Some uh Yeah, um, uh, coach really wants us to play off the ball in general, and uh, if, if Fox and I can uh, develop our um, two-man game doing that, it's going to be even harder to stop because uh, when it's just pick and roll, you know, eventually it's uh, it gets easier to, it gets easier to guard after a period of time. Uh, but if we can develop an off, an off ball um, game, then it's it's going to be really tough. You
0: okay. talked about getting up and down the floor a lot more. We saw, saw some highlights last year of you taking the ball up the floor. What do you feel about your part of the transition game? How you can fit in with a speedy fox and other? Uh,
5: I think it's great, you know, because uh, sometimes I can push it, he can push it. Uh, we 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 got a lot of athletic wings out here, so. Um, it makes it easier for me to find uh, other players or uh, finish myself since we got shooters. Now they might not help as much.
1: How comfortable are you trying to make an impact off of the ball on offense?
5: Um, I'm, I'm 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 comfortable. You know, it's 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 been my game as long as I can remember. You know, and um, here I'm just having a, a bigger stage to do it. Do
2: you feel like you're having to play catch up since you missed all the time working out with everybody before camp started when you were off in Europe?
5: Uh, not really. This is, this is day day two of training camp. Everything they did in summer is you can't you can't. Im- imitate it, you know, uh, we come here, they're explaining everything from scratch, so not really.
1: Yeah, what, is th- what is your thoughts, on, uh, your perspective about playing with Kevin right now? I mean,
2: you're going to be here yeah. on that wing a lot.
5: Yeah. Oh, he's great, you know, he's a knockdown shooter, um, he can also play the pick and roll, and that's what uh, I'm most excited about, you know, he's a smart player and uh, I feel like we're both going to help each other on the court.
2: So last year you guys were I think it was 27th in defense, I mean in, in rebounding,
5: mm-hmm. um,
2: how, do you, how do you get these guys to rebound with you? I know you're a great rebounder, mm-hmm. but in order
5: to go up the ranks you got to get it. Uh, Yeah, every, everyone has to be involved, especially nowadays in the league. Um, everyone's crashing, there's no transition. Everyone's just uh, crashing in, so um, it's tough because uh, you're in a play and you're in the help side or weak side or even in the pick and roll, and then suddenly everyone's crashing in, you know, so uh, just got to get that uh, st- stamina up where you just got to always find your man.
4: What's it going to take for this team to be better defensively?
5: Um, Energy, energy, um, focus, uh, just uh, pushing, pushing ourselves to be better. You know, um, uh, coach is putting in uh, all, all of his defensive rules. Um, they're pretty straightforward, and I think that's going to help us
0: push well, like think- early next week. Uh, it's a preseason test.
1: I mean, do you just feel that it comes at the right time? Or, you know, I
5: know you're not uh, schedule. Oh, as players, uh, we're happy. Uh, the more games we can get uh, better, you know, and um, that's where we can really uh, that's more like a practice for me, I would say, because uh, it's real defense, real game. Um, then you really see where you're messing up or you're doing great, you know, and uh, those are real live reads, so um, I think it's going to be good for us. Is
1: it tough for some guys in camp, especially in the first week, especially guys who established to you know they're going to be here, to show a physicality in camp, whereas when you go up against opposition, you want to show that physicality?
5: Um, I guess, you know, you definitely want to save your body Some sometimes, especially as a big guy, and uh, be banging. Um, all training camp but at the same time uh, we're trying to change the narrative here and uh, lead the team to better things so um, uh, with Fox and I we got to um, uh, show that since day one.
0: Rashawn thinks yeah, guys. you guys will fit really well together what do you think about pairing in the uh,
5: front court with them? I, I think it's great I think um, there's definitely going to be times where coaches is going to want to use us together uh, I don't know how long in minutes or quarters and um, we're going to try and uh, do it to, to, to our best of ability now it's training camp so there's a lot of uh, players but um, as the roster gets decided I feel like um, we will we will practice that more. Yeah, I think he's great. I think he's great. He's he's improved a lot over the summer. He's worked really hard, and um, I'm excited for him. Uh, hopefully, he gets um, um, an 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 opportunity to show what uh what, what he's been doing.
4: You've heard about one, the playoff yes. drought here, and how long everybody's kind of waited Good. to get back there. What have you kind of allowed yourself at all to think about what that might be like to be a part of um, kind of a special run if you guys can do it? Um,
5: you know, it's. Uh, Everyone gets asked that question, but uh, it's a—it's—it's it's a new year. We're a whole new team, whole everything. Everybody has that same goal: is to come and have a successful season. And by doing that, if we also break this um, streak, um, obviously it would—it it, it, would—it would be really special, and it would mean more.
0: Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting this season. Whether it's college or NFL, they have everything for you. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every single game that you can find. And of course, it's not just football specific. They'll have excellent coverage uh, for all of basketball season. Again, college and NBA. You can start betting on preseason basketball coming next week if you're really crazy. Uh, But most importantly, use Online to make money with that sports knowledge and that Kings knowledge that you have. Now there are some Kings bets already out there for you. I highly recommend maybe put some money down on Keegan Murray winning rookie of the year. He has the third best odds at this point in time after the Chet Holmgren uh, injury. So put some money down on that, or you could uh, put money down on the, the over or under on Kings win totals. I think you should hit the over. I think the Kings are going to smash their win total over uh, this year. Betonline.net gives you the best odds the best lines, the best prop bets, the best future bets that you can possibly find. It's a great way to make money and it's preferred by sports fans. And plus, in addition to, of course, football and basketball with the uh, MLB playoffs coming, you can gamble on all of that. And if you're into like MMA, boxing, golf, they have stuff for that as well. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. One thing from the press conference or a couple things from the press conferences uh, that you heard that I, I wanted to say really quick um, before we talk about the, the take foul, you heard De'Aaron Fox. He was asked about starting the season strong and and he was very open about the focus on being good right out of the gate. Now this is not the first time uh, with my memory or upon my recollection, not the first time that we've heard De'Aaron talk about the Kings getting off to a strong start, but It it reinforces what I've said all offseason, even if I've questioned and and emphasized how important it is, not just for the Kings, but for De'Aaron to get off to a good start, that he can't start slow. De'Aaron's aware of this. He knows this. He knows that that was an issue, particularly last year, but it's been an issue throughout his career, kind of, easing his way into the season or taking a little while to get going to where the Kings are already in a bit of a hole by the time he is, uh, reaching that, that form that we expect from him, maybe an all-star caliber, uh, form he knows that he needs to be better at that. He knows he needs to do better. He knows what happened last year was was not acceptable. And I'm sure I say not acceptable for me. I say not acceptable for you. I say not acceptable for the Kings organization, but I know also wasn't acceptable for himself. Like De'Aaron holds himself to a very high standard. He holds himself accountable. So it was it was nice to hear him talking about getting off to a strong start again. And then on the uh, from Devonta Sabonis, you heard me ask him about playing alongside Rashawn Holmes, and uh, he went into a little detail about once they... It sounds like he hasn't really gotten much opportunity to play next to Rashawn and kind of figure that out at this point in time, but he did say as the uh, roster starts to kind of work itself out and cuts start to happen, and they limit it or cut it down to 14-15 uh, plus the two ways sounds like that's the opportunity or that'll be the time where Rashawn and Sabonis um, get some time working together. But let's talk about this take foul, which I think is first and foremost, amazing for the NBA. Now, just so you know that the take foul rules is is when let's say De'Aaron Fox is running in transition, trying to get fast, uh, get out on the fast break. He is one-on-one with a defender essentially and he's the faster guy they're backpedaling he's going full speed ahead it's a good opportunity in transition for the sacramento kings to score and the player doesn't make a play on the ball the defender doesn't make a play on the ball he just wraps up the air and or really you just see him reach out and kind of whack him uh, across the chest or across the shoulder instantly stopping the advantage that the kings or whichever team would have in transition right It's a foul that, even though it counts as a foul against the player and the team who committed the foul, it actually hurts the team who was fouled more than it hurts the team. Now, it's a strategic play, right? Same thing with like Hack-A-Shack, how that used to be uh, with Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs, how they used to do that. Bad for the game, but smart strategically. I'm glad they got rid of it. And it's different from the clear path foul because the clear path foul is when, let's say De'Aaron is already ahead, slightly ahead of the defender, and they grab the jersey or try and stop him or or pull him from behind again to stop uh, a transition opportunity. Uh, It's A clear path foul is more egregious than a take foul. A clear path foul is two uh, free throws and possession. The take foul is one free throw and then possession. And I'm reading here that... uh, any player on the offended team can attempt the free throw. So if De'Aaron's getting out in transition, he's fouled. But let's say Kevin Herter is a better free throw shooter than De'Aaron Fox is. Kevin Herter can take the free throw for De'Aaron. And then the Kings get to inbound the ball, I think, uh, at half court. So it is going to limit the excitement or it's it's going to stop the limitation of excitement. We're going to see more fast breaks. We're going to see more fast break finishes, more fast break dunks. The speed of the game is going to be better because of this foul. And of course, that works tremendously in the favor of the Sacramento Kings, who, as far as we believe, with a player like De'Aaron Fox and based off of what Mike Brown has said, the Kings want to play fast. The Kings want to get out and transition. So no longer... Can it just be a tactic to defeat or stop a team like Sacramento when they do force a stop, they get out and transition a good outlet pass. They have numbers. No longer can a player just wrap up De'Aaron or, or whack one of the, the, the Kings players and stop them from one of the few advantages that they have against their opponents on, on any given night. Uh, I think it's great for the Kings. I think it's great for the game. Another side note that I forgot to mention here is that, uh, the there is an exception to the take foul rule within the final 2 minutes of the fourth quarter or overtime the take foul rule does not apply as far as i understand the reason for that is because at that point it's an intentional foul because at the end of games and during overtime intentional fouls are necessary for teams for example uh let's say the kings are down by 2 and they don't have possession And if a team were to inbound the ball quickly and start running up and down the floor and then De'Aaron goes over and wraps up the point guard to try and get him to shoot free throws, if this rule didn't have the exception, technically that would be a take foul because he's not trying to make a play on the ball, he's just trying to wrap the player up and the player can claim, hey, I'm running up and down the floor, I should get a free throw and possession. So to remove that gray area, they're saying that the take foul does not exist essentially in the final two minutes and in overtime, so intentional fouls can't happen. As far as I understand, that is the reasoning for it. I have not heard any explanation other than that uh, as to why that would be the case. But also with a team like the Sacramento Kings who struggle defensively, this could end up hurting the Kings from time to time. And actually, I asked De'Aaron about the rule, and you kind of heard him uh, talk about it a little bit too, and he mentioned that players are going to claim that they're going for the ball when they're actually not. So it's not going to be a foolproof fix-all plan. There are going to be times where it's left up to referee interpretation, which can get buddy. I could claim that I'm when I slapped the shoulder, I was reaching across the body to try and poke the ball away. I hope officials, for the most part, If a fast break opportunity is stopped, they, let's say 80 plus percent of the time, call it a take foul. But if there is a legitimate play on the ball, I'm glad and I'm hopeful that defenders will at least be rewarded for that. Because there are times, maybe in the case of like a Davion Mitchell, who's really good at on-ball defense and poking the ball away, maybe Davion uh, is Trying to get back on defense and the players running with him and he just reaches in and, and knocks the ball away, but also hits the wrist and, and and hits the hand. In that case, it is a foul, but if he was making a play for the ball that was right next to him, he should not be penalized for that. So there's gonna be, I'm sure, some times where it helps the Sacramento Kings tremendously. I'm sure there are gonna be some times when referee interpretation really hurts the Sacramento Kings with this rule. And when there are NBA rule changes, it's never simple, it's never, never smooth. So we're going to see some kind of pushback and maybe some kind of adaptation. But overall, I think this is fantastic for the NBA. I think it's fantastic for the game of basketball. And it really works in the favor of the Kings, who I believe are going to play a fast-paced style. So if you have thoughts on this take foul, if you have thoughts on anything that De'Aaron Fox and DeMonte Sabona said, uh, please send them to me. Let's talk about it. At Matt George Sack on Twitter. Email me, Sports at gmail.com. Or leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. So just so you know, there will not be a Locked on Kings podcast tomorrow because there is no Kings training camp availability tomorrow. Now, I do believe there is still a practice going on. I'm not sure about that. I believe they're still working. There definitely will be individual work, if nothing else. But there is no media availability tomorrow, given the players and the coaches a day off from all of us and our cameras uh, and and things like that and our questions. But we will be back on Saturday for the final training camp media availability before the Kings go to, I think it's Los Angeles, right? Uh, for their first preseason game. So keep that in mind. Uh, There will not be a Locked on Kings podcast tomorrow, but there will be one on Saturday with the latest updates from Kings training camp. I hope you've enjoyed uh, the coverage that I've tried to provide this week, giving you kind of an inside look on what I've noticed, what I've seen uh, during training camp. And I'll be honest with you as great as it is to have the access that I, and that we have in the Sacramento media, Mike Brown keeps his cards very close to his chest. We have not seen much. Day one was the most that we saw with the, the free throw and sprint drills and even the the fast break drills before that and the individual work. Since that point, we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot in terms of practice. So honestly, we're going into preseason in a lot of ways, the same way you're going into preseason, which is let's see what lineups are out there. Let's see the way the Sacramento Kings try and play. We haven't seen a lot of that at all. Normally we get some glimpses of scrimmages and lineups and partnerships and pairings and things like that. With the exception of Jersey colors, we have no freaking idea. So we'll figure it out together, but I've still been able to get some really uh, good audio, some good sounds some good interviews and some very interesting observations inside the King's practice facility this week. And I hope you've enjoyed that. Of course, uh, along with our behind the scenes, look at King's media day on Monday. If you missed any episodes, go back and check them out. Of course, join me on Saturday's episode and future episodes. I'm looking forward to actually talking about Kings basketball, even if it's just preseason next week. So, we have a lot more great content coming for you as we are nearly in October. And you know what October means it's the month where the NBA begins and Sacramento Kings basketball returns. Remember to go on to Twitter at Matt George Sack, is my Twitter profile. Uh, Go to my profile, my pinned tweet, ticket giveaway for opening night, October 17th versus the Blazers. Respond to that tweet with a picture, a video, a memory, a story, something uh, involving the Sacramento Kings. Uh, and you will be entered to win a pair of tickets to opening night that I am uh, I'm treating you to as a thank you for a great summer here on the Locked on Kings podcast. Plus, I'm going to be doing a Kings jersey giveaway at some point here in the near future. So keep an eye and an ear out for that. Appreciate your support. Can't wait to have you join me on the next episode of Locked on Kings. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked on Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.